Hi everyone, this is Fikri. I hope this finds you all well. This special episode of Thoughts on Films is a recording looking at the storytelling craft of Bebra Malin. She is a Malaysian filmmaker doing a lot of very good things, and so I invited her into one of my scriptwriting classes recently to discuss her thought process with regards to storytelling and scriptwriting. The discussion is couched in three of her films, Langat di Odu, Rapuh, and Ninavao. It picks up after a screening of uh, the three said films, so we get in when the Q&A session is about to begin. Enjoy! And on that note, I'm just going to very briefly introduce uh, Bebra, uh, who is a very well-regarded Malaysian filmmaker. She's been on the scene for quite a number of years now. Um, studied filmmaking, you know, at all the stages. Can I say that? Um, bachelor's filmmaking, master's, master's in filmmaking? Uh, uh, yeah, under master's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's like, she's really like, you know, a film person and she's right now also currently um, at, uh, another university uh, faculty of film, theatre and animation in University Technology Mara, UITM, where I also used to uh, teach uh, previously. And um, so basically this is a person who lives and breathes uh, films and, and filmmaking and such. Um, and most recently a film of hers that she produced, you guys can see very briefly the background there, which is a great way to promote it. <laughs> it's, it's a film called Prebet Sapu. And she's a producer of that film. Uh, this is a film that I've mentioned before is being uh, submitted by the Malaysian Film Authorities uh, to, to the Academy Awards as the representative of the country. Okay, so because uh, on that note, we wish you the very best of good luck. But for now, I feel at the very least, let's just um, have an idea of what you guys think and feel about the film, perhaps. Um, anybody who wants to say anything about any of the films, the three films that we shared there just now. I actually like the last two films, like like the idea of the last film and then like the second one, like there's the general feeling of it, like there's something about it that I really like, like that I can like relate to because like um, they're like quite struggling in their life. So I think that's what's the, the important aspect. Right? Yeah. Mm, okay. That's very interesting. Um, do, do Any questions that you may have for, for Bebra on that front? I mean... When you talk about relatability, telling stories that people can relate, perhaps. Is that something that perhaps you can um, ask Bebra about that? Uh, yeah, like, I'm wondering, like, um, is it, when it comes to script writing and how to, like, make characters, like, relatable, right? Would that be very difficult in that field? Or if, like, is it, like, quite simple, actually? You have the general idea. Yeah, um... Hello everyone. Uh, first of all, thank you Fikri and thank you uh, to you all. Um, and yeah, it's for especially for Fikri uh, for the. Um, I feel quite humble for the introduction. <laughs> um, um, for the, uh, the 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 question, yeah. Thank you, Arman, for your comments and questions. Um, yeah, about the script writing and how to build the character for my short film. Is that your question? Yeah. And and um, I think Fikri told me that um, you are in the middle of writing your own script. Or maybe some of you have written few scripts before. Yeah. Um, but before that, any one of you have um, produced short films or write any script? Or, or this is your first time? 
So most of you, oh, Julia, Julia, have you written any script before? Um, yeah, hi, I do that a yeah. little bit, but like it's very like short and it was more for like uh, schoolwork, mm. um, shooting one for like uh, our other subject, intro to filmmaking. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And how about the others? First time. Zayu? Zayu? Zayu. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Yeah? yeah. Emily. Uh, yeah, I guess um, similar to Julia, I've done some schoolwork mm -hmm. like regarding like assignments, but not like mm -hmm. short films, I guess. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, coming to that question, uh, if you maybe read or, yeah, or because Fikri wrote um, articles about me previously, had a, a few articles about me. Uh, I've mentioned that most of my stories are very personal to me. So for the characters and the dialogues usually come from my own experience. Um, like for example, Rapul, have any one of you been to Sabah before? Have you been to Sabah? Anyone? Sabah, never, yeah? Oh, maybe. Sorry, Sorry Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, Sabah, we, one of the, I think, critical issue in Sabah is, of course, uh, maybe you've read about this before. It's about undocumented children in Sabah. When I researched about this topic, it was in 2015. So I read um, a journal um, where this um, journal mentioned that there are actually more than almost close to a million um, kids in Sabah. They don't, and I, I, I mean, from immigrant, especially from Indonesia and uh, Philippines, uh, they don't have a proper documentation. So they, so because of that, they don't um, get to proper education and also health benefits. So they are, they miss a lot of things, like 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 us, like Malaysians. So, but I think in Sabah we don't really. In, in media or in yeah in mainstream media we don't really portray this yeah and um, for a documentary this is very very important as a filmmaker for you to respond yeah or maybe to to um, uh, um, yeah to perhaps to share what is really happening in your country. So I think even here in Malaysia we have a lot of issues yeah um, but especially in Sabah, until now, the issues of undocumented children, we don't really have the solution yet, even until now. So not just me, I think there are also a few filmmakers like Putri Purnama and few film directors coming up from Sabah. They speak a lot about these issues, but um, sadly, these issues is still, um, I don't know, uh, the, the politicians or yeah, the ministries, they, they don't, um, there's no um, critical actions or yeah what 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 can we do to protect all these children so it's it's very important as a filmmaker for you to have a stand or to have a say in your in your film and as for the the third film Nina Vau it's I can say it's um, also semi bio the 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 seed of the story or the inspiration of the story came from my my best friend's uh, experience because I grew up in Sabah and most of, and I'm also Kadazan and most of Kadazan, um, most, most of us, we are Christian. Yeah. Um, and when we moved to KL, 
few of my friends, they converted to Islam. And this triggers me um, questions to wh- why and why is this happening? So when I when I then um, work and study in, in KL, so I, I heard a lot of stories. I listened to their own experiences, how they converted to Islam. And this is also an issue in Sabah that we don't really speak, but we know this is happening. Um, if you go to Sabah, like you can, like in my neighbors, we have, um, even though they're Christians, even their daughters and uh, sons also converted to Islam, but we don't really talk about this. Yeah, so um, so when I screen this film, even in Sabah, I get a lot of um, good response. And most of them said, this story is very, very familiar to our family as well. Um, uh, we are really touched by your story. And because this is so personal to you and um, it, yeah, it reflects to our situation as well. So maybe as a filmmaker, you would like to think what is a story that closest to you and, and near to you so that it has your personal touch as well. Yeah, so that's that's my tips. Um, um, yeah, we, we grew up yeah, differently. And of course you experience, um, yeah, also maybe you might have a lot of experience in your own life. Maybe you would like to tell a story related to that, yeah. Right. Thank you very much for that. I think I just need to add some qualifiers to that. Um, I think for Emily, Enwe, Julia, and for Danny, I think you guys are um, non-Malaysians, so you guys are probably not so familiar in terms of when we say Kadazan and whatnot. Basically, it's a group of people, a community which exists um, in, in its own right with its own culture and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the, the, the slightly tricky part here is that when it comes to um, when it comes to formal ways of categorizing certain things, especially when it comes to forms, a lot of official forms in Malaysia tend to just have uh, Malay, Chinese, Indian, or other. <laughs> so the, the other box actually kind of is doing a lot of lifting there for a lot of varied um, identities, which is just squashed into this one category, right? So that that is uh, something that is connected to a bit of what Barbara was talking about earlier, about how, you know, uh, in, in a general mainstream sense, we just don't have enough of the, the kind of representation for all the different varieties that we have here in Malaysia. So there's a bit of that context that, that Bebra was touching on there. I just wanted to kind of give you guys a better idea about that in case you guys don't know. I do have one question for Bebra before I get to some of the stuff that you have already sent me on WhatsApp, Bebra, because you speak about being very, uh, you know, honest with your own personal selves in terms of telling your own stories and whatnot. In my experience, I tried a bit of that it's actually really difficult for me to, to, to actually really be honest about, you know, your, yourself, your story. And, and it kind of also means, you know, touching um, base with your insecurities and such. And I think that kind of connects to what Armin was talking about just now about, you know, making a film that people can relate to. But, but for me, it's not easy to be honest. I think that's a short version. I wonder for you in making these films, um, especially for Langat Di Odu and Nidavau, um, what was that process like for you? Was it, I don't know, was it easy for you to be honest in this way or, or was it like, you know, uh, also a process that that led to some very deep questions that you faced at times as well? well what was it like for you, Deborah? Yeah, I agree. So even when I proposed the idea, especially for Ninavao, um, to, because for Ninavao, I got a grant 
Um, so I managed to, uh, I, I did the presentation. I I get feedbacks from the panels. And also, I've, of course, I shared my script with uh, my friends and fellow filmmakers. And the comments that I got from them is, um, Debra, I think you are too, I mean, you are too, a transparent with things. I think this issue is a bit sensitive. Are you sure you want to proceed with this story? And and my response to them, uh, why not? Um, if it's if it's sensitive, doesn't mean that it's negative. Yeah, it is um, maybe something. There's positive side of it where we need to share or we need to discuss about this. So if you think this is sensitive. Um, why don't we just talk about this? Yeah. Um, uh, so I think I I get all the comments and um, and actually I um, of course um, uh, I give thoughts about uh, the the comments as well and and maybe to uh, think how to tell the story maybe in different way or because they also suggest. Oh, why don't you? Um, yeah, they give suggestions to the story, so I don't really uh, take all of it, but I try to um, like to blend with my own idea as well. So, um, and then the 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 keyword is I think to just be yeah sincere and be confident. If you if you feel that the story uh, it's um, really needs to tell within that way or. In such way, you have to just um, focus and believe it. And and um, luckily, when when I just um, do what I think is um, important for me to tell the story, the none of the I think the the sensitive issues we don't really discuss about the sensitive issues. Yeah, and then they they just respond. It's um it's a, it's the issues that we really need to speak and. And that's the, the that's the same thought that I had when when I explained to my friends. Yeah, mm -hmm. I shared um, my PDF uh, to Fikri. Um, maybe yeah, maybe you can also have can have a look um, um, how to um, develop your idea from the from the log line and then from the short synopsis and and also. Um, some of the film references uh, before you, um, yeah, proceed with your maybe idea or for the shooting. Yeah, I'm not sure if have you done any of this, but I'm sure you've you're, you're familiar with the how to prepare a film deck. Yeah, so I've shared with Fikri maybe uh, later if we case um, maybe if you can share with the students for especially for Ninawa film deck. Yeah, so I've prepared. Uh, um, yeah, for during my presentation. Mm -hmm. Okay, I tell you what. I mean, I have the files here. You said you just sent them to me on WhatsApp. So basically, for those of you who, who don't know, Bebra sent me some stuff here. One is a file called Prescript. Another mm -hmm. is Ninaval Slides, and another one is Ninaval Third Draft PDF. So mm -hmm. um, you were talking about the, the 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 film deck or the pitch deck, if you will. I yeah. think would it be okay mm -hmm. if I open this up and then I yeah. share my screen and yeah, you yeah. can just okay. run through some of the points here? Yeah, because yeah. we we did we did cover this earlier this semester as well. Oh, good, good. Um, so I think it would be good to see like uh, a bit of. Uh, a bit of uh, what you have uh, done for this film as well, especially for Arman. I suspect you have an idea about asking um, Bebra about you know the pitching side of things. And I think this is probably what you use for that, if I'm not mistaken. 
So excuse me, sorry. Uh, before we go, because I think it would be a bit awkward to like ask this uh, after that. Uh, I wanted to like add on a question about like being honest and being transparent. Uh, I wanted to ask you like, how was it um, to to kind of like show the, the show this kind of more transparent side to like the people around you, like your friends or uh, or family, for example. Because in my, as you said, it, sometimes it's a little bit too honest, and some people might like react a little bit um, um, badly to it, or they might really not want. They might feel exposed in some way. Um, did that happen with Nina Wow, or, or or like if that happened, how did you deal with it? How did you um, kind of proceed further with the story and such? Yeah. So even. Even my producers, Nadira, um, when when I when we discuss because we discuss a lot about the script and the story, and then she uh, she had a lot of questions about about the conversion, why she wants to convert to Islam, and and then uh, what is your stand about the conversion? Um, so um, I think this is um, a good um, uh, a good question for me to to um to prepare myself to really understand the motivation of the story and i think um that's that's um that's also a good way and it's also a good um um yeah sharing station and and also for me to reflect uh the the, the real intention so i think if you have a lot of um, i think if you face the same situation it's it i think it's good for you uh for you to yeah for you to reflect as a director why why is this matter to you and and to to have your own stand is it's very important and and to for you to be able to just um uh stick and um to yeah to just follow what your you believe in yeah mm-hmm. yeah thank you very much that's a great question julia and i think um perhaps that's something that we, we're going to pick up a bit more uh of uh, in a short while because uh, i do know that in terms of your own background i feel like there's something about you know a duality there that, that kind of relates to a bit of what was touched on uh, in some of the films um Bebra mentioned um but for now uh, yeah let's have a look at the at the uh, slides this is the pitch deck for the film Ninaval i'm going to share my screen and going to make sure you guys don't see my web whatsapp screen <laughs> um yeah so this is what we're looking at here right now Bebra um would you mind explaining to us a bit more about how this works for you and and how useful this was uh, in terms of like pitching the film and trying to get the grant for for making this particular film yeah so um i think it is also still a learning process for me because how you want to present your story within because of course they will give you a limitation of time like you have to pitch for 10 minutes only so you have to really uh, clear with what you want to do or what you want to say in the film Um, yeah, of course, you must have um, a logline. A logline is like a, just a one sentence of uh, your story. So this is the hardest part, I think, for for even for me until now, how to get a story even in just one sentence. Um, so the logline here is about a young Kadazan converted Muslim girl finds herself fighting her own fear against her cons- conservative Catholic father. So even in this logline, you have you can see how many characters uh, that will be portrayed in this film and what are the conflict, yeah, conflicts and 
yeah so because this is just a short film i think um overall you can get the the, the storyline or the gist of the the story yeah and then this for the short synopsis it's a bit longer yeah than the just the log line um so i've also mentioned a few like important things like uh, settings yeah uh, there are even uh, more explanation to the characters as well and uh, and of course what are the key scenes or maybe the the key elements uh, in the in the film as well yeah and yeah this part is very important for you to um convince yeah for because this is a pitching this is a pitching session to get a grant uh convince why this is important to you as a filmmaker so i think that leads to the question to julia's questions yeah um uh, and this is the process that um that uh, actually um taught me to think more about the story so these are the points that i uh, that I presented, yeah, a collection of real life stories from close friends and family. Um, as I said, this is um, semi-bio, so I, I have a few families and friends who converted to Islam, and myself, uh, I converted to Islam as well. So it's um, it's a really um, uh, it's a it's, it's a really close experience to me, and also focus on the personal feelings, fear, relationships, and also hidden truth. We are all, I mean, human. We 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 love stories that has a lot of um, connections and also emotions. Um, not just a story, uh, not just a story without, yeah. Of course, we want a story with emotions and also the substance. What we want the audience to take away from this film, yeah, to create a conversation, like I said, about personal choice. Uh, because religion is, uh, of course, people said religion is very personal, but I think when it comes to society or family, it's not really then personal because you have to like, uh, you have to follow or you have to follow certain customs and you have to follow what people have to say about you, maybe, yeah, about your community. So I really want to touch about personal choice um, about, about, yeah, in this film. And of course, it's about religion and choice less. And it is, as, as I said, it's a, it's it's less cinematically explored. It's not really explored yet. The story here in in Sabah, yeah, and the locations as well. So you will need to prepare, um, yeah, the the locations. So these are the potential locations, and I use some of these locations as well in in the film. Yeah, and then the next one is the, lastly is the film references. Yeah, so. So this is just a simple deck, and um, but uh, most of these films, yeah, um, is also my uh, favorite film, like um, Himala, the the one in the middle, yeah, it's uh, from Philippines. It's um, uh, it's also a film that touch about religion and personal choice, but it also in a larger context of um, a Philippines um, situation as well. Uh, and most of these are family stories. I, I love family stories. So I put these images as to, um, and also to explain to the, yeah, to the panels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's it. Um, in maybe five or 10 minutes of the presentation. Mm -hmm. Right. Weiren has a question here in the chat box. Uh, Weiren, is this the real pitch deck that you used? Uh, that was a question from Weiren. Um, yes. Is it? Mm, yeah, exactly. So this is this is my my pitch deck. 
that I presented. Um, so I, I think I'd like to share with you guys. Maybe if you, yeah, you can just use this as your reference as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's very kind of you. I think I, I will share it with them. I think mm -hmm. I did teach them about the pitch deck, but I didn't say about locations. So I think uh -huh. I think um, we can see here how I'm leading you guys astray. My apologies, guys. <laughs> Something lacking from my side yeah. there. But mm -hmm. um, I think I, there's one thing I want to ask you about the, the the log line before I get back to to the students about whatever questions or comments that they may have about your films. In in the log line, uh, I'm looking at it here once again. Um, it says here in a single sentence: a young Karazan converted Muslim girl finds herself fighting her own fear against a conservative Catholic father. So I think this is actually quite uh, a good logline, right? It really highlights, as you say earlier, the, uh, the conflict, the central issue at, at the very heart of this particular film. But my take watching Nineveh is that that clear information about her having converted to Islam, yeah. it kind of come, it came a little bit later on. And I kind of took it... Um, I wrote here, praying scene, gut punch. It's like, you know, when, when you watch the film the first time, perhaps, and you don't know what to expect, and you see her praying, and then there's like the cross on, on the, the bedside table, and then another shot, you know, a reverse shot of the sister seated on the bed, like crying and whatnot. Mm -hmm. That came a little bit later um, mm -hmm. uh, in the film, and it feels more like a twist for me, at least. That's my take. So I just wonder here, like in terms of, people crafting their, their log lines, so to speak, for their films, how much of the story, including of some of the key factors, maybe that twist, how much of the story do you think they should really put in the log line? Mm. Yeah, that's very tough. <laughs> even, even for me, um, it took me quite some time to actually develop the log line. But because... I think, uh, but the the seed of the story is about this uh, story about a converted girl. Um, uh, but then, when it comes to the script and the, the the story structure, I think because this is a short film, and where is the moment that I'd like to put the the the, the main issue? And I think the the most important thing also in the story is about the family story. So I'd like to actually first develop the. The, the mood or maybe the theme of the family and to show about a bit a bit about the character and then the the main conflict but but what I can see that when I put the the tension at the end of almost at the end of the story and I think this is a good way to to let people think more and uh, to just uh, and also to to maybe to respond more about the issue. But yeah, as I said, this is the main issue that I want to tell, but I just uh, intentionally put it a bit later. But in the story deck, of course, this is the, the main issue that I want to tell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. Mm -hmm. um, before I get back to uh, a bit of uh, what I mentioned about uh, mm -hmm. the duality in, in Julia's own personal context and a number of us here as well, of course, I'm quite interested to ask Unway something. Unway, are you with us? Mr. Unway. Yes, sir. All right. So this is my, my good student, currently based in Taiwan. Oh, wow. um, Hi, Unway. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of bringing him into the conversation here because in your pitch deck just now, you, you use, Bebra, the example of uh, Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, which is mm. a Taiwanese film by um, Li Ang or Ang Li. And 
I think there's that interesting tradition, at least in that in that particular generation of Taiwanese filmmakers. You know, Edward Yang, uh, Ho Xiao Shen, who you know, all these are filmmakers who focus on you know very simple stories, looking at at uh, at the family context in in a very realistic yet enlightening way. I I, I wonder I, I wonder anyway whether you can share a bit more about your own thoughts on this particular film. Like when you watch this film, can you like connect it some of the elements here to maybe um, some films that you're familiar with in Taiwanese cinema, uh, cinema and way? Since I think Taiwan is not kind of country that focuses on religious so much, yeah. But I think what I feel uh, familiar with it is, is about um, the family and the that kind of expectation. Uh, I think, and that's from the older sister, and uh, expect the girl who um, just transferred his uh, her religious to Islam. I think that kind of expectation from the family members uh, just, it's yeah, it just like similar, it's similar to to like our our society as, as well. Cause like we we're always like kind of fair with these uh, like parents' expectations and like what what we should do. And we have this so-called um uh, I have sacrificed so much for you. So I mean, so like you should follow my instructions and, and stuff like to make make me happy or to so-called um obey to me yeah so i feel that stress and that expectations um pretty harmfully and and i also see it in this film yeah i related it so much <laughs> Oh, interesting. That's a very enlightening answer, Anwei. Barbara, any response to that? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Anwei. Are you in Taiwan? Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in Taiwan right now. Ah, okay. Yeah, so thank you for your response. I think... Um, I think the the crucial part of uh, as a director as well is also how to make your story universal. Yeah, um, if if this um, maybe in in the deck you see that this is a story that related to religion, uh, but also there's a story about family and how to make this story universal to almost people. Maybe we don't just talk about Islam or Christian or any other religion, but um, that's why one of the important points in the film is also about personal choice because you mentioned a lot about um, um, yeah, appreciation, how we have to like then um, yeah, give back to our parents or to our family. Um, that is also um, relatable yeah, in, in the story. So I think one of the um, advice that I got from Ami Muhammad uh, when I did, before I did my first short film, he said, if the story relates to you, it might also relate to other people as well. So just tell uh, how how you want to tell your story universally and, and not just focus on just one issue that is related to you, just to you, um, but also yeah, how to make it more universal to other people as well. So when I, because this short film also, um, 
uh, was screened, Minawal also was screened in a few countries as well. So I think the response is also quite the same. It's not just about religion, but it's about choice and about family. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for that, Barbara. Uh, again, very briefly, Anway, you said that religion is not really uh, the main thing in Taiwan or something that you said just now. Uh, am I right in, in saying that? Or am I, did I misunderstand um, you, Anway? Um, yeah, because for I know, like in, in Malaysia, like you guys have um, a lot of different religions that kind of composed of this whole country and the whole culture. But I think Taiwan, we have like this, um, we have one main religious and yeah, but so I think the conflict between uh, religious is kind of the topic I don't relate to, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, so the fight and the struggle, I I kind of didn't relate to it, but yeah, I can get the family element from it. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. That's enlightening. I mean, to be honest with you, I've not really thought about that context in, in the Taiwanese um, uh, situation per se. So so that's something new for me. Thank you very much for that anyway. I really yeah, appreciate that. Um, Julia, coming back to you just now, just very briefly, the next part, I'm going to get to the script, right? Because Bebra has also very kindly shared um, with us uh, a copy of the script for Ninabao. But Julia, I think um, for, for at least um, the second film, perhaps even more so, but, but the third film as well, there's this sense of duality of, of, you know, you're kind of there, but you're not there, or you're kind of a part of this community, but you're not really, right? In the second doc film or documentary, really, that was... Um, the girl is an Indonesian, uh, kind of in Malaysia, but she's Malaysian in a way, but not really. So there's that um, interesting kind of gray area here. I, I kind of want to get a bit more to this from your perspective, because uh, I apologize if I'm assuming too much, but, you know, based on what I know of you, you're kind of a bit of everything as well, in a way. So I just... <laughs> am I right? Am I right? Well, first of all, am I right in saying that? Uh, yeah, am I yeah. just making a fool out of myself here? No, it's true. It's true. Um, I am yeah. a little. <laughs> yeah. So you're a bit Vietnamese. Can I say that? And and French. Um, no, I'm French, Cambodian, and Chinese. French, Cambodian, and Chinese. My apologies. Right. So that's three. And you're also. Can we say international? <laughs> Very <laughs> <another>. actually. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So all sorts of layers here. I just wonder now that with that perspective, when you watch a film like um, Fragile or Rapo uh, earlier, uh, which is so, it's also something that touches on that, on that duality, I, I wonder whether you have any thoughts that you wouldn't mind sharing with us about that film, Julia? Um, actually, until you mentioned it, I didn't really like think of it that way. Maybe because I've grown numb to it, but it's definitely true. I, I actually... Um, before, but while watching it, I wondered whether she didn't win the competition because she's not, um, because like there were some issues with like documents or whatnot. Because um, that all that is always that is something that always kind of have a, like kind of, a, I guess quote unquote plagued my own life. I, uh, in terms of like documents, making sure like everything is like right on one side, matching on the other side. Like that whole thing, there's some things that I might not be eligible for, even though like I'm a citizen of this country. Yeah, um, like I, I was I was wondering a little bit about like the at least doing the singing contest, whether that was true or not. But yeah, I didn't really like 
think of it maybe like I said before I'm, I've just become a little bit numb to it and I'm just kind of used to it but yeah definitely there is like I, I definitely see that that aspect now hey Barbara something about that please um about the singing part is it yeah yeah thank you Julia um so for the documentary uh fragile um there are a lot of related issues to undocumented children uh, that I don't really, I don't put in the in the film because of the the duration as well. Um, we were told to to do the documentary not more than I think not more than fifteen minutes, I guess. Yeah. So um, we but we have um, hours of footages and interviews and. Uh, during one of the the important issues that I left out in the in the in I took I took out from the doc, the, the documentary is um, actually when Nina Val registered for the final competition um, uh, because she don't have uh, the the proper um, ID yeah and if you read from the if you can see from the banner it's for, it's it's only it's only for Sabahan people. It's only for uh, Sabahan, uh, yeah, Malaysian people. Um, but how did she get to the competition? So that's my question as well because she don't have an ID. And uh, important things uh, that I discovered was that she used someone else's IC. And um, I know about the issues, and I think this is also issues that still happening in Sabah. Most of them, that they, when they don't have ID, they use someone else's IC, but, um, and that gets her to the competition. So, but I don't put that in the in the film. Um, I think that because the main point is how she survived, how she's trying to help her mother to, yeah, for the economic, um, yeah, uh, survival and uh, how she, yeah, whether she wins or not the money if if she joins the competition yeah so that, that's just the part that I put in the film mm-hmm. all right. thank you very much for that now I just want to um, I mean we can talk all day long about all sorts of different things but this being mm-hmm. a script writing class I kind of just want to bring this discussion back into the, the script writing slash narrative side of things and to that end what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen um we have taken a closer look at the pitch deck or the film deck earlier on. Now what we're going to do is going to take a look at the, <laughs> the pre-script. Okay, so I, I kind of want Bebra to explain a bit more about this because this was not really something that I touched on in, in my class earlier on. Again, <laughs> I'm leading you guys astray. <laughs> You're at the wrong university, guys. Um, I don't know how you guys Hola. feel about that. <laughs> but um, sharing my screen with you guys all the same. Um, there's, there's something interesting here about the pre-script. So, Bebra, if, if you don't mind, just uh, take us through this. What, what, what is this that we're looking at here? Uh, okay, so this is the, this is the format uh, for you to write a documentary script. And there are two levels, I think. Uh, should we call it level? But usually for the first step, you have to prepare a pre-shooting script. Uh, means that the the documents, uh, this script must be ready before you shoot. But the another uh, process is the post-shooting script where you uh, need to prepare it after the interview session or during the production or 
um, during the post-production session. So for the pre-script, this is what I uh, present to my team. The, the structure, the structure for this documentary, once I've done a little bit of research about Nirwana, yeah, so I've said what is the main point in the beginning, in the middle, and the ending. So the structure of the doc for the script. So, and if you if you have a look at this format, this is a column format where you have your visual and audio and duration. So um, as a script writer or a director, you have a vision of what um, you want to tell in the beginning of the story you know, and within the, within the duration of three minutes. And for the audio column, I've put <clears throat> the questions that um, it's important for the, for the beginning of the story. <clears throat> so, because I've did a lot of um, research about her activities as well, I know how she gets to uh, how she gets to school by bus, and then what are the activities that she uh, uh, yeah did with her friends at schools, like playing gamelan music, yeah, and co-curriculum activities. So I kind of think this is or oh, imagine this is the first um, introduction to Nirwana. Uh, and then in the middle, I know that she joins a competition, a final singing competition. And because for it's very important at the first part for you to create a curiosity yeah, to the characters that you or to the subject that you use. For the middle part, it's very important for you to how you want to sustain that um, curiosity or to that um, the, the structure of your documentary. So I put an um, important event, yeah, is how you want to put important event. So it's like um, a, a hook, yeah, a hook to, to the story. Um, so that's uh, about four minutes. And then uh, at, at this point of time, I didn't know whether she wins or she loses the competition. Uh, only then after the shooting that I can, yeah. I can, I can uh, uh, pretty, uh, I mean, I can, uh, yeah, edit what I want to see in the ending, yeah. Because my friend said, if you, for a, a documentary, um, uh, of course, uh, you are the director. Um, for, for a fiction film, you are the director, but for a documentary or non-fiction, God is the director. You never know what is happening or what will be happening, yeah. Uh, and then for the ending, um, this is how I plan to put uh, the ending because in ending you have, uh, I'm sure you've learned about um, uh, choices or, or uh, there are two parts or maybe kinds of ending that you can choose. Yeah, like is it you want to do an open-ended ending or is it a closed ending? But for uh, Nirwana's case or for this uh, particular script, Rapo or Fragile, I chose um, open-ended ending uh, because this is still why I chose open-ended ending because this is still an issue that it's not uh, solved yet. It is still an issue that we need to discuss more. And then um, I put um, like this one, I put, I imagine that she recites a, a poem because I know Indonesians, they are, they are very... Because poems or literature is very important to to them, um, and but during my research or when I stayed with Nirwana and her family, her, her, her mother, I found um, 
um, uh, a paper where she sticks, where she mentions, uh, and she wrote what are her hopes. And you can see that in the film where I use that, I, I replaced that with the poems when she recited a poem. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't use that uh, as I what I planned, but I, I've changed to the hopes that yeah she wrote. I think that's more um, that's more relatable because this is a story about her her journey. What what's her future will be like? In, yeah. So and then the SOT again the questions that um, I'd like to ask her her mother and also Nirwana. That's uh, for three minutes. Yeah. So that's how I compress uh, the script within ten minutes. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's very enlightening. Thank you very much for that. Um, mm -hmm. Just a, a brief, like again, context for everyone. SOT stands for sound on tape. So basically, mm. in the part of the documentary uh, script that you are referring to, somebody being interviewed, mm -hmm. right? Their voice or their response is basically the sound on tape that you get. And there's a difference between that and then the sot and the nat sot. Nat sot is natural sound on tape, which is the ambiance. So mm. <laughs> it sounds weird yeah. if you say sort and not sort, but there's a terminology that we're talking about here. And that was what Barbara used um, in that particular script. Um, we're going to take a look at Nirval's script in a very short while, but just very briefly, uh, Barbara, I mean, working with a documentary script and, and working with a fiction film script. I mean, these are not exactly the same things. And yet you are still encouraged to look at things from, you know, very standard things like the beginning, middle and end. Mm -hmm. um, how do you reconcile this, at least in the documentary context? How do you reconcile between, like, you have an idea of what you want the story to kind of be, right? You, you, you ask questions about, you know, the topic and whatnot. But then the end product, of course, you know, the story that comes out at the end could be very, very different. So how, how, how do you reconcile between what you have in mind and what you might end up getting? Mm, yeah, so... Um, but luckily, I think I got, uh, if not 100%, but I think I've got um, maybe close to 60% of what I've planned. Um, so it's very important for you to, to really have a clear vision of your documentary as well. Uh, and to really do research about uh, your character and what will leads you to the event and the next event and after. So... Um, I don't really, because I think because this is my this is this was my first documentary, so I don't really uh, face um, a lot of um, like uh, difficult situation to yeah to manage um, the 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 final output uh, of my documentary. But um, I think it's very important for you to plan, yeah, to 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 just plan and 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 maybe. Uh, to and also to discuss with your team uh, or maybe with your director how we want to put this uh, as a as a cohesive uh, documentary. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Um, just very briefly before we get to the script for Nineveh, anybody here who wants to ask Barbara mm -hmm. a question about uh, scripts uh, in the in the documentary context? You guys, if I'm not mistaken maybe not this semester, but in future, in a future semester, you absolutely will have to produce um, documentaries um, as, as a part of your assignment. Mm. So, okay. so yeah, something something worth considering. Um, if you guys uh, have a question on that front, uh, do 
think mm. about that. Uh, for now, I'm going to get to the third and final file that uh, mm. Barbara has uh, shared with us. Uh, yeah. And that is a copy of the script for Ninaval, which to be honest with you guys, even this for myself is the first time that I'm seeing this. So I feel mm -hmm. incredibly privileged that um, <laughs> Barbara has shared this with us. Um, yeah. This, th These files I can share with the students later on, yeah? Barbara, mm -hmm. just yeah. to confirm that. Okay, yeah, but it's, it's in Bahasa. So uh, I don't have the English translation. Maybe, yeah, maybe if you, because I don't have English translation, maybe it's hard for you to, yeah, to read. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, they they yeah. can use this as an opportunity to learn, um, <laughs> not just Bahasa Malaysia. I don't know. Let's have a look at the script now. I mean, the, a, a lot of the script is actually not in Bahasa Malaysia. Um, oh, it is right. in you know in in another uh, language. Um, the language of Kadazan is it? Am I right mm. saying that? Yeah, Kadazan. Yeah. Mm. So I I wonder whether. You know, in this case, how do you reconcile between the different languages here on screen, the end product that you know, in terms of the language, you know, you want to work with, with a different language, yet here, the script that you've written is actually in another language. So again, I mean, can you just give us an idea of how that might work uh, in the in the context of Ninaval? Mm, I guess I am comfortable writing in Bahasa, yeah, so... Um, and unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, I don't speak and write in Kadazan because I think that is also very important for me as a filmmaker that I want, I still want to continue to tell story uh, from my own, uh, uh, yeah, uh, indigenous language, I should say. But uh, sadly, I don't really understand the language and I get help from um, translator and from my, my dad because my dad is a Kadazan. So, but for the first part of the process was uh, I, I wrote the full script in, in Bahasa. And then later, after that, when uh, I did uh, my um, casting, I purposely find a character who can really speak in Kadazan. And uh, we did some research with my family, with my dad and, and the character and the subjects to, to really um, uh, uh, get to the dialogue and which part is, yeah, they will speak in, in Kadazan or in Bahasa. Because if you go to Sabah, uh, most of the youngsters as well, they don't really speak in Kadazan language. Yeah, I think that is also one of the issues where we don't speak our um, language anymore. So that's also very important uh, for me to tell in this story. So I try to, yeah, I try to get as much, um, yeah, information about what, how they say in, in Kadazan, uh, in this language in Kadazan. But um, I think because, because my characters didn't know how to speak Kadazan, as well uh, I don't really face a lot of problem uh, to that yeah mm -mm. so at the, at the from this script as well you can see that I chose um, the aspect ratio of the story because this is also the process that um, that I went through where my my technical team or my my cinematographer asked what is the the look or what is the style of your film uh, so you will also need to think the, the script, the structure, and also the, the look of your film 
So I purposely and oh no, I I decided that I want to do um, aspect ratio of four by three, and then at the end of the story, it will slowly open to sixteen by nine. Uh, uh, of course, there's uh, it comes with the reason. Uh, so the reason is uh, because uh, the first part of the story relates to the the main character about Nina, about how she feels, maybe how she feels, um, uh, yeah, uh, afraid or, uh, yeah, because she has uh, a lot of um, weightage in her, how to tell her, her family that she actually has uh, converted to Islam. So I think that the aspect ratio represents the feeling of my character as well. So I, I put that in the script, yeah. Yeah, it's something worth bearing in mind. Um, I uh, there's another film called Bad Education by um, Pedro Almodovar, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think he took a similar approach, but what he did was, you know, like the white screen black bars that you have at the top and the bottom uh, part of the screen, right? So at first, I think maybe the ratio or the aspect ratio is perhaps 16 by nine, but then when you get to certain parts of the story where the suggestion or the uh, implication is that this part is perhaps not quite reality, that is perhaps a bit much, um, it's not quite the truth per se, a bit like a film, a bit like a cinema, which is, you know, as much mm. as you want to show the truth on screen, everything is very planned, right? In the cinematic sense. So, mm. so there is that part where, you know, what is the truth and what is not. Um, so you do have certain scenes that transition between, you know, having a very cinematic widescreen um kind of ratio and then there's just like a so-called more normal 16 by 9 kind of ratio that shifts between um, different scenes and such. So I thought that Bebra's use here is also a very clever little uh, way to kind of just um, kind of just make us feel what the character is feeling, you know, because you notice, at least for me, I did I did note it down here as well, the 4 by 3 is actually a very obvious thing. So, mm. so that was something I, I kind of noted right from the very start. But then by the end, of course, you see the purpose of that. Um, I I kind of want to ask a bit more. Oh, I didn't want to stop sharing the screen. Sorry about that. Let me share the screen once more. I want to ask a bit more about the development of the story um, in terms of like, from the first draft to the second draft. Um, I don't know about you guys, what you guys think about this. Um, maybe Wayren might, might want to have a bit more of a say on this. Um, but, but for me, it feels like the story is very tight. You know, it's like every scene, um, is, is, there's no wastage here. You know, every shot has a certain meaning. Every scene carries with it a certain um, significance or importance that is connected to something else a bit more later on. So nothing is, is wasted here. So, so that's what I mean when I said the story is very focused. Can you um, describe for us a little bit more, Bebra, about uh, the, the process of developing this story from beginning to the end? I mean was the end story, if you will, is it you know, very close to what you imagined in the beginning or was there a lot of changes that went through in the first and, and second and third drafts perhaps? Mm. Yeah, I think it close, almost close to, the, to what I've imagined. Um, only I think maybe 10 or 20% uh, of the changes. Um, um, the the most obvious thing I think for the first for the first draft of my script, I've actually put because um like I said um 
So most of the dialogues and most of the conversations, uh, I, I inspired a lot from my own, um, uh, yeah, from my own experience. So because this is a story about, it touches about uh, religion and the stigma of what we have for the people who converted to Islam. And I've got a lot of um, a different, different um, um, uh, uh, perceptions. Yeah, I, mm. I have um, like, uh, like uh, most of it, um, it's negative perception. Like, why do you want to convert to Islam? Um, Islam is, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like this and it's, it's bad. And it's, so I kind of put that in the, in the, in, in the first and second draft. But when I give this story, this draft to a friend of mine and the producers, they said, is this what you want to portray about um, Islam? Or, uh, or is this what you want to talk about religion? If it's not about Islam, it's maybe also it reflects about the Malaysian people. So I think I kind of then uh, reduce some of it and just uh, stick to what is maybe just important when, especially when the father mentions uh, the, uh, one of her cousins married to Muslim and why did she choose a Muslim from, from Semenanjung, from KL? Why don't she just speak from Sabah? Uh, I think that's also uh, important with that just, it's like a hint of um, a dialogue or the, the stigma of Sabahan's uh, think towards the, maybe the Muslim community in KL. So, so I'll cut most of the negative um, connotations about Islam and all. I think if we just give them just a hint and something for them to, yeah, uh, to take back, I think that's 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 very important. So you don't just give everything, but you might also want to think what is really important for you to tell. That's very interesting. I I, I like that you know, you have a lot of uh, stuff here. Yeah, everything is planned in detail, Arman. What do you mean by that? Can you share a bit more about um, what you mean by that? Um, when you said mm. everything is planned in detail. Oh, because I think you mentioned something about it, the script uh, being like every part having like, being like, how was the word, compact or something like that. I can't remember the word that you use exactly. Focused. Yes, focused. Uh, yeah, exactly. You you yourself, Arman, this semester, you're, you're looking to kind of make a film that touches a bit about this, uh, you know, idea or conflicting ideas about religion and whatnot. I wonder whether there's anything from this film that you can take and use for your own uh, script later on. Yeah, there is some. There is uh, quite similarity. But I think I don't know. I feel like mine is much more sensitive. I think, I think more, it like deals with the problem directly. I think so. Yeah. Mm. It's probably because of the part when there was an axe thrown at, at a rogue helicopter, perhaps, uh, at Twin Towers. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not exactly the same story, but but yeah, no, I think at the core, I mean, your story and 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 um, Ninavao here, it does touch on on some of the same issues about family, you know, and there's a bit of, of the hint about uh, a division between uh, perspectives on religion and such, okay? So perhaps maybe later on after this session, you can you know, ask us more questions from Bebra about that. Um, for my part, I, I feel that one last question I have for Bebra is just to um, kind of consider, uh, uh, is just to kind of uh, uh, find out a bit more about maybe the most difficult part about writing this script. Um, what was the most challenging part about trying to kind of figure out the, the best story uh, to to write here and and how did you overcome that particular challenge um, or was it already covered with with your discussion about the um, sensitivity issues just now that you mentioned? 
I think um, the most part is um, to have a substance of your story and to um, to tell, but uh, not to tell much. Yeah. Um, so uh, as a director, I I like that kind of style to not just um, tell everything, but to let people also have a space to to their own. Yeah. Um, so one of the process that I did was uh, as a uh, when when I was uh, writing the script was to uh, I I I like uh, to read quotations and when when I visited um, National Gallery in KL I came the, to this gal I came to this section where they uh, put um, uh, pictures I think pictures a lot of pictures of flowers um, so that kind of gave me inspiration to. Uh, to Nina Wao as, as well because uh, at that point I was still writing a, a script about uh, yeah uh, uh, for Nina Wao so I came to this quotation uh, where they displayed this quotation uh, in the gallery uh, it's about flower uh, where it says silently a flower blooms in silence it falls away so um, so if you realize in this film, I use flower as a symbolize or as a symbolism as well um, to the to my character, and uh, maybe it reflects to the to the whole story about uh, uh, yeah about the choice or maybe about um, uh, or it maybe it could also represent uh, to about her her mother. So, and I like this symbolism as well so how you want to tell a story without telling everything in this in the story so maybe that's also one of the tips that i uh, i can share with you to yeah to maybe um try to um, maybe read or to yeah to research more about yeah how to tell story within the visual uh not just just dialogue yeah mm -hmm. Okay, excellent. That's very good advice. Hopefully that's something that we can all consider. Um, one final question perhaps from, from anybody here with regards to um, any of the films that, that we have seen there, um, and whether you guys, you know, you guys are working on your own scripts right now, whether you guys have any, I don't know, like uh, <laughs> ideas that you guys want to ask um, uh, from Bebra about how to get through some of the more difficult moments in terms of, you know, trying to deal with the, with the script and whatnot. Um, uh, yeah, we have time for one more question before I end today's uh, session. Um, as um, as a storyteller yourself, like when it comes to like the script changing, how do you feel about it? Especially working with a different director or um, editor who has different visions from you. So, like when the visions is like changed from what you've imagined, like how do you feel about it and how do you um, get your ideas through to them? Thank you, Emily. Um, yeah, so I faced it a lot of times. Um, and even when I did my the documentary, Fragile, um, because uh, I did that with a um, few mentors. So, uh, and of course these mentors, they have, um, uh, experience a uh, good experience so and they give uh, feedbacks or maybe you want to change this part or maybe you'd like and even the title of this documentary they suggest me to change it um so i'm i'm, I'm actually basically very open with um 
any comments and um, yeah and uh, feedbacks but uh, during the discussions of course I, I I tell them what and why I want to tell this this certain way and and along the process I try to to blend with my idea and of, of course with their with their visions as well and um, if it's something that I can uh, yeah I can integrate in the in the project so I, I will I will use it um, so even until now uh, I'm I, I like the process of discussion and uh, yeah exchange um, yeah uh, ideas about yeah about the production so I, I'm very open with that mm-hmm. anyone here I think Pikri mentioned this student here from Myanmar uh, I think I've yeah, we talk with Anwe from Taiwan. Anyone here from any other country? So Emily is actually from uh, Myanmar. Oh, uh, she's okay. in, she's in fact in Myanmar right now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Which perhaps explain why her screen has frozen. I think maybe <laughs> maybe the military over there is not so keen on her having this <laughs> conversation right now. <laughs> we'll see if she joins us, and we'll know what the answer is. Um, but Danny, we have Danny. Your Danny, would you like to like? Just briefly introduce yourself, where you're from and whatnot. Hello, Danny. <laughs> Is this one of those things where he's not really here, but he's pretending to be here? <laughs> Internet yeah, connection. Yeah, I think he's from Kyrgyzstan, if I'm not mistaken, or Turkmenistan. I think, I, oh, I'm, I'm, again, apologies. I'm, I'm getting this mixed up. I think I got I got it wrong with Julia earlier. He's from Turkmenistan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, so we do have like some students here with, different perspectives, you know, um, mm. and that's something that I always uh, yeah. try to get to in, in some of our classes uh, together. So, Good. so yeah, so, but he's not answering. So, so yeah, um, I think that's that. Uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to stop recording the session. And after that, we can probably have, probably have uh, maybe about five to 10 minutes of just free talking without having to worry about stuff being recorded and whatnot. But for now, I just want to say thank you very much, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for being here, for taking part in this uh, Q&A session. Uh, we saw the films, three films of uh, Bebra Malin earlier, which is Langat the Odu, Fragile, and Ninaval. I think um, quite a number of them have been very enlightening and enjoyable in many different ways. Um, we also had um, the, the discussion about the scripts and, and story development and the, the, the experience of, of storytelling in, in, in very uh, restrictive circumstances, right, in terms of some of the topics that you want to talk about. And of course, that the, the highest of thanks uh, we will accord to our good friend, uh, Bebra here, who is really, you know, she's busy. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Um, I think you are you on a shoot today, Bebra? Uh, not today. Yeah. Not today. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think like you and Moose are like shooting something right now, and that's going on yeah. until sometime next week. And then after that, like, the full promotion is also kind of mm-hmm. um, going to get started with Prebet Sapu, yes. um, which is the as I mentioned earlier, um, the, the feature film that will be released in cinemas um, in the middle of December, mm-hmm. um, and it. It, it will face off against Spider-Man. So guys, you know, forget Spider-Man. You just you know, forget Spider-Man, right? Let's just put that aside for a bit, right? I know you guys want to see Spider-Man and whatnot, but let's let's <laughs> let's go and uh, check out Private Sapu if we have the time for that. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, that's that. Um, is there a trailer? Yeah, there's a trailer. I'll share that with you later on, Arman. Um, it's, it's quite a good one as well. Short trailer, but it really gets to the heart of the film. Um, for now, Bebra, thank you very much. Uh, greatly appreciate uh, you you taking the time out to, to speak with us about this. Do hang around. What I'm going to do now is I'm just going to stop recording the session right about now. 
Um, thank you, everyone. Everything is okay. I just want to play, unplug for the day, and live in the moment. Because I'm living life in every.